0: This is The Daily Detail, powered by 1819 News, Honest News.
1: Alabama. Alabama. Our great state.
0: The voice of Alabama values. Alabama, unbelievable people. And now, here is Andrea Tice.
2: Well, this Thursday is National Day of Prayer. The American tradition was first officially set to be on this day back in 1952, but it's also been an important part of American history long before that date was set. When the United States were only part of the British colonies, there were days of fasting and prayer that were observed as part of British law. A year before the Declaration of Independence was signed, a day of prayer was declared by the Continental Congress for July 20th, 1775. That call to prayer was to focus on the hostilities that had developed between the colonies and the British government and king. Here's an interesting quote that came from the Congressional Declaration of Prayer that called on colonists to pray for King George III. It says, Quote, that God would bless the rightful sovereign and inspire him with wisdom to discern and pursue the true interest of all his subjects in Great Britain and the American colonies without further effusion of blood. End quote. The National Day of Prayer organization says that prayer and seeking God's guidance is as important to the nation today as it was in the beginning. You can read more about this national tradition to call on God by reading the article written by Craig Monger at 1819news.com. The Lauderdale Sheriff Rick Singleton has given another update on the situation involving corrections officer Vicky White, who is also with an escaped inmate, Casey White. There is no relation between the two. Singleton spoke to WAFF News about the manhunt that is currently underway to find the two, as well as the relationship that has now been confirmed that occurred between Officer White and and inmate white
1: when she when she was not working there was contact with him and I, again i don't have the specific details from the investigators as to whether that was occurring while he was here in our facility or, if the, or it was while he was in state prison um, well we know she come in contact with him in 2020 because he was in our facility um, the we know that she remained in contact with him once he was transferred back to doc uh, and obviously she had contact with him when he came back here February 25th. Now, you know, the, um, we have no, I have no information that there was any kind of physical contact. Uh, the contact I'm aware of and the special treatment he got was in the form of she was taking really good care of him while he was here. Uh, seeing that he had extra food, seeing that he had, you know, Uh, other things that inmates don't normally have or whatever. And I say don't normally have, you know, and nothing that was contraband per se. Um, But yeah, we, you know, there's obviously a relationship there. And then some of that special treatment.
2: Singleton says that Officer White was just a day away from retirement and handing in her pension papers.
1: She's no longer employed with the sheriff's office. Uh, I haven't really focused on that because there's some legal technicalities. I guess she, uh, in effect, had turned in her retirement papers. So whether you consider her retired or terminated uh, or for whatever reason, she's no longer employed with the sheriff's
2: office. A Florida woman is charged with Medicaid fraud here in Alabama. 53-year-old Kimberly Hamilton is charged with bilking the government agency of $1.2 million dollars. The State Attorney General's Office announced the charges against Hamilton this week. She was arrested and is now being held in the DeKalb County Jail. Authorities say that Hamilton submitted false claims of providing speech therapy services for children that never happened. She is the former owner of a speech and physical therapy company in Fort Payne. Hamilton recently moved to Florida. Alabama's version of Woodstock is happening this weekend. The Woodstock Music Festival in Woodstock, Alabama, will kick off this Saturday for the fifth year in a row. The Marshall Tucker Band will be headlining the event. That band was first formed in 1972 and since then has sold over 15 million records. Lori Morgan and the Mojo will also be performing this weekend. The festival will be located at the Holiday Raceway, and it's free to the public. Parking will cost about $10 per vehicle, and all proceeds will be given to the Alabama Suicide Prevention and Resources Coalition. For more in-depth stories affecting the state of Alabama, go to 1819news.com. In national news, President Joe Biden says that those who support the Make America Great movement are the most extreme organization in American history. Biden was speaking about the economy from the White House when he riffed off on former President Donald Trump's campaign motto and policy priorities.
1: What are the next things that are going to be attacked? Because this MAGA crowd is really the most extreme political organization that's existed in American history, in recent American history.
2: Biden was also reacting to a recent Rescue America plan that was offered by Florida Senator Rick Scott. The plan offered by Scott is to be implemented should Republicans take back control of the Senate and the U.S. House. Democrats wanting to legislate abortion through Congress may have to look for another strategy. The Democrats have been in reaction mode to the leaked draft opinion from the U.S. Supreme Court, which indicates an upcoming ruling that would end Roe v. Wade. Now Democrats are demanding an end to the Senate filibuster rule in order to easily pass a bill that would codify abortion on a national basis. Democrat Senators Joe Manchin and Kristen Cinema have come out once again and dashed pro-abortion Democrats' hopes by saying they will not vote down the Senate filibuster rule for this issue to pass. Manchin says the filibuster is a protection of democracy. With the filibuster rule remaining in place, it will still require 60 votes for senators to pass any type of legislation on abortion, and that just is not likely to happen anytime soon. The Delaware computer repairman who received Hunter Biden's laptop is now filing a multi-million dollar defamation lawsuit. John Paul Isaac is suing The Daily Beast, Politico, CNN, and Congressman Adam Schiff for putting forth the idea that the laptop and its contents were all part of a Russian disinformation tactic. Mac Isaac first found the contents on the laptop after Hunter Biden submitted the laptops for repair, but never returned to reclaim it. This happened back in 2019. Mac Isaac then turned over the pictures, videos, and documents to the FBI due to the nature of what he found on that hard drive. Isaac says he lost his business and was harassed for almost two years by the mainstream media, locals in Delaware, and big tech, for revealing what was on the Hunter Biden laptop. The repairman says this was a collective and orchestrated effort to block a true story that had real consequences to the nation if it had been allowed to play out in the public square. Mac Isaac also called the Department of Justice and FBI politically motivated and colluding with those in the media in how they handled the content. The Georgia High School Association has voted to recognize a student's gender as that which is assigned by a birth certificate. The GHSA recently voted on the gender issue when it comes to school athletic programs within high schools that are part of the association. The GHSA has 450 public and some private schools that take part in athletics and activities, so the change bylaws are to address a growing controversy that's rising within high school and college athletics regarding transgenders motion to limit a student's sex as to what is noted on his or her birth certificate passed unanimously during an executive committee meeting. In the state of Pennsylvania, there is one county that continues to have election and legal problems. Lehigh County District Attorney James Martin has now filed an injunction against the County Board of Elections to keep them from receiving and counting invalid and void ballots. The board was going to accept these ballots starting this week for an upcoming May 17th primary election. The legal move is to stop ballots from being counted that do not have a legitimate return address and have been placed in a drop box instead of delivered in person. If a person who is voting through the absentee ballot system is overseas or disabled, they can place it in the mail. Otherwise, that person must drop off an absentee ballot in person at the County Board of Elections office. The motion was put in place after the district attorney conducted an investigation and found that election discrepancies existed. Martin's office states it's abundantly clear that the provisions of PA state law when it comes to absentee ballot voting have been breached by a large number of voters. Walt Disney Company sees a dive in market value with a plunge in shares of 23% in just the past few months. This past March, Disney leadership, as well as employees, spoke out against a Florida law that limits the discussion of sexual and gender-related topics in public schools to students who are in grades three or below. Disney has resisted the Parental Rights Act, which makes sexual discussions age-appropriate, and instead Disney hyped up the state law as somehow being discriminatory towards those in a homosexual lifestyle. Now the value of the company's shares has seen a loss of $62 billion, making it the worst-performing stock of the Dow Jones Industrial Average Index. You're listening to the Daily Detail from 1819 News. You won't want to miss out on the 1819 News podcast, where host Brian Dawson brings in attorney Matt Clark from the ACLL to talk about this recent leaked document from the United States Supreme Court that involves Roe v. Wade.
0: So they make this really solid um, pro-choice thing where it's it's illegal to you know to to, to abort babies in Alabama, knowing that that's not going to go anywhere because of Roe v. Wade. Mm-hmm. Now they got rid of Roe, Roe v. Wade, and now it's going to be put back in their lap. Right. And, 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 and I don't know. I mean, we're fixing to see how pro-life these people really are. And so maybe you can explain legally. So they get rid of Roe. Uh, we get that court injunction from that stellar judge that kills everything good. What's his name? <laughs> uh, I believe you're talking about Myra Thompson. Yes. That's the one. Montgomery. Yes, yeah. <laughs> so Steve Marshall files that you know injunction or gets rid of that whole thing. Will the default position be the bill that was passed in 2018?
3: Yes, absolutely. And, and mm-hmm. you described the procedure with 100 percent accuracy. So because Alabama is not. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you're doing good. good. You're good. doing good. Oh, good. High five. You know, because Alabama is not a party to the case that's in front of the Supreme Court right now, what, what's going to happen is if the Supreme Court throws out Roe and and rules in favor of the, the state in that case, uh, it's not going to be automatically implemented in Alabama. But because the Supreme Court decided the ultimate issue, there's no um, right to abortion in the Constitution then the case that you know the 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 pro abortion advocates have brought challenging Alabama's law, which is in front of Judge Thompson right now, uh, that's going to have to be thrown out. It's not automatic. Thompson has to do it, but all Steve Marshall has to do is said, "All right, Supreme Court just decided Dobbs, that kills this case. Throw it out," and he's going to have to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, but after that, you're right. It is that then at that point back in uh, the hands of the legislature and, and and think the the executive branch of the state and uh, local law enforcement too you know, we have abortion clinics and I I believe it's uh, Huntsville, um, Birmingham, I think that just got suspended, uh, Montgomery and Mobile. And so the question is going to be, all right, now that um, Roe v. Wade is no longer a thing. And now that the law in Alabama is you can't kill these babies, do you have the guts to go after it? Do you have the guts to prosecute abortionists that continue to engage uh, in this practice? You know, my, my hope is that uh, as soon as that gets lifted, the the uh, the abortionists just automatically say we're going out of business like we because we, we don't want to go to prison for the rest of our life. Uh, and
0: they need to do what Bob Riley did to the casinos and send in the state troopers and freaking gut those places yep. and shut them down. And it's right. murder. Agreed. Like babies are murdered here. They're Agreed. killing children and this needs to stop and they will have the law on their side um, and then and it'll be up to them to do what's right.
2: You can find that podcast on 1819news.com under the podcast tab. Well, I hope you're enjoying the daily detail and are getting those reports directly to your phone or electronic device. If that's not the case, remember, you can go straight to Spotify or Apple Podcasts and click on the subscribe button. I'm Andrea Tice. I'll be back again tomorrow. I look forward to updating you then.